0: Amen. Praise the Lord. Give glory and honor to God this morning. Hallelujah. Because only he deserves it. Amen. Can we clap a little louder for Jesus? Amen. Come on. He deserves it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time. I want to thank God for his mercy and his grace. Amen for allowing me to be here today, amen. And um, I just wanna thank the senior pastor and the women's director, amen, for this very, very humbling uh, invitation. It's an honor for me to come before you this morning, serving as a messenger of the word, amen. And um, I've come to share what the Lord has in my heart, what he has imparted in my heart for you, amen. It has ministered to me and I pray that you open your mind and you open your heart this morning for what God wants to share with you. Amen? Amen? You ready? All right, let's stand. And let's go into the book of Nehemiah this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for his word. Amen? Praise God. We're going to read Nehemiah chapter 1. We're going to read all 11 verses this morning. Praise the Lord. Nehemiah chapter 1. The word of the Lord reads in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And let the church say, The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah. In the month of Kislev in the twentieth year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men. And I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and in disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and love with those who love him and obey his commands, let your ear be attentive And your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites including myself and my father's house have committed against you we have acted very wickedly toward you we have not obeyed the commands decrees and laws you gave your servant Moses remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses saying you if you're unfaithful I will scatter you among the nations but if you return to me and obey my commands then even if you're exiled, people at the farthest horizon, I will gather from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people whom you redeem by your great strength and your mighty hand. O oh Lord, Let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I was a cupbearer to the king. Will you bow down, bow bow your heads and pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we give you thanks, God. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning and giving us a new day. Thank you, Lord, for gathering us here, Lord God, as one body in one mindset, Lord God, to worship your name and to come, Lord God, and receive the word that you have for us this morning, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that you remove every distraction right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that That you, Lord God, give every person in this room, Lord God, an attentive ear, Lord God, an open heart and an open mind, Lord God, for what you have prepared for them, oh God. I am but your humble servant, Lord God. Oh, Father God, I've come, Lord God, to share what you have shared with me, oh God. May it be received in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And let's all say, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today's sermon is entitled Handling the Assignment. Amen. And as we read, the, the, I'm going to take you from clips of the, the book of Nehemiah from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 6. Amen. And when we begin to read the book of Nehemiah, it's very evident that Nehemiah had great faith in God and love for the people of Jerusalem. Amen. He learns the walls of Jerusalem have been what? Destroyed. Amen. The enemy has come in. And they have torn down the very wall that has protected the people of Jerusalem. They've come in. They've chipped away. They've hammered down. They were very strategic. Amen. And now this wall is in total disrepair. And the the people of Jerusalem are in great distress. Amen. And Nehemiah knew, he knew in his heart, that without this wall... Not only were the people in grave danger, but their safety is compromised. They are vulnerable to the enemy. His assignment was clear. He accepted it without even seeing anything yet. He heard it and he said, God, I need to get involved. I need to be part of this. My people need to be safe. So what did he do? He said, My assignment is clear. I have to go and rebuild the wall. The enemy has torn down. Now, as we walk through the glimpses, as I told you, right, we're going to see today. And I I could tell that many of us are going to say amen after I say this. When God hands you an assignment, sometimes these assignments are not easy. Amen. Can I get a little louder? Amen. Amen. Right. Praise the Lord, but be encouraged. He gives them because there's purpose. He has a greater plan. He's going to use you for his purpose. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Nehemiah off the bat, he knew it wasn't an easy one. I tried to, to, uh, envision the wall of Nehemiah and, and this wall was tremendous and I encourage you, Google it, amen? Google the, the picture in Nehemiah's time. It wasn't even the size of this church, amen? It was an enormous task, right? But he didn't put his eyes on the amount of work. His eyes and his heart were with the people. His eyes were, were faced on God, and his faith was so great, right? That he said, you know what? God, I know you got this. So what does he do, right? He takes in this matter and we're going to learn three things from Nehemiah today. He makes a request, believing God. He formulates a plan to rebuild what the enemy tried to destroy. And he recognizes God enables him to recognize the tactics of the enemy. And he does not let those things deter him because he knew that God had a bigger plan. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. God has a bigger plan. If you believe that God is calling you out for more, amen? Into an assignment, amen? You gotta know that it's not gonna be easy. You gotta know that with God by your side, the enemy's right behind you trying to deter you. But you also got to know that God is near to us. You also got to know that he's wanting to help us, that he wants to lead us, and that he wants to give us the resources. He's right there standing with you. But what's the first thing we need to do? Before you put your hands to the work, make your request to God. As soon as Nehemiah heard it, what did he do? He didn't go and do anything else. He didn't say anything to anybody. He fell on his knees and he went before the Lord. He went before the Lord. And if we read in Nehemiah 1.4, as the news of the destruction of the wall of Jerusalem came to Nehemiah's ear, he immediately went to God. Weeping, hurting, concerned, because his people were in danger. He didn't go complaining. How could you allow this to happen? He didn't go accusing. Really, God? No. He went weeping because he had a heart for the people of God. He knew that he could no longer sit back. He said, I need to be part of this. He knew that he could not allow the enemy to continue to destroy the wall. So, let us learn from his example today. I'm sure that I'm sure that many of us in grave situations, when we hear about things, we go before the Lord. We don't go hurrying to other people and saying, did you hear what happened? Did you hear this? What happened? No. Let us learn from Nehemiah's example and go to God in prayer. Make your request known to God. Just like Elijah, when Elijah prayed, what did Elijah pray for? He prayed for rain. And what did God do? God sent the rain. And just like Peter, when Peter prayed for the lame man and he said, God, you can do this. And what did God do? He made a miracle right there. That man was able to stand. He leaped and he began to praise God. And just like the church. When Peter was in jail, what did the church do? The church prayed. They prayed, deliver your servant. And what did God do? He answered their request. How many say amen? Hallelujah. What brokenness has God revealed to you? What areas in your life has God allowed you to see that are in total ruin in your home, in your children, in your family, in your ministry? What has God allowed you to see? How are you handling the assignment before you? I wanna to bring to mind Philippians 4.6, which is my missionettes director's favorite verse. Do not be anxious, about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving come on church say with me present your request to god look at your neighbor and say present your request to god present your request to god hallelujah present your request to god hallelujah hallelujah you know when you're handling an assignment the first thing you need to remember Say it within yourself. Make your request to God. And my second point this morning is when you're handling the assignment, God will give you what you need to rebuild. He will. He will. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. As we continue reading in the book of Nehemiah, I'm going to be moving to chapter 2 now, right? We see how God begins to open doors for Nehemiah. A cupbearer is a person of good standing with the king. Nehemiah already had favor in God's eyes. You have favor in God's eyes. He has chosen you for such a time as this. And Nehemiah had favor with God and God began to open doors. God began to make a way for him to make things possible because why? There was a bigger purpose in mind. A project had to be done. Rebuilding needed to occur. In Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 13, we see, right, that God just begins to lay it all out for Nehemiah. You know, I learned something about, um, walls and stuff. I'm a huge HGTV fan. Amen. And, um, I learned something about restoration. I don't, I, I, I was going to, I wasn't going to say the name of the show, but it's a show name. It's called Rehab ha- Attic, right? She's phenomenal, right? But I learned that before every project she takes on, she goes in and she assesses the situation. She looks at every wall, every corner, every crevice, all the damage, what needs to be restored, what needs to be made new. And in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 13, the Bible says that by night Nehemiah went through the valley gate toward the jackal well and the dung gate and he began to examine The walls of Jerusalem. He began to assess it. Which had been what? We already know the walls were broken down. The doors were burned. So Nehemiah went quietly. He told no one. He didn't say anything to anybody, right? Before you begin the work, assess the situation. Why? my teachers, my teacher friends are going to uh, really appreciate this before any good work can be done. The assessment has to be made successfully. You got to identify what's the problem. You got to identify where is the deficiency. You got to identify what is the root cause of this problem. And after you have done that, then and only then will you be able to design the solution. Amen? We believe and we serve a God of order. Everything has a process. Nehemiah had a process. What is your process? Can you identify the ruins within the walls? Can you identify the deficiency? Can you see what God is allowing you to see? Are you watching and are you walking under the grace? There's a song, give me your eyes so I can see what you see. Right? Let's bring ourselves into Nehemiah's process. And I love this because I... I want to bring my, I brought myself into the situation with Nehemiah, right? He went in at night. He told no one. It was just him and God. All right. And we're walking. And this, again, I say it was an extensive, extensive project. And he walked. He rode for a little bit. He was mounted on an, on a, it does, the the Bible doesn't specifically say, but I'm going to say maybe a donkey at that time. And he began to look at the walls and all the doors. But at one point he had to step down and he had to literally walk and touch and see. And I picture him saying, Oh my goodness, there's so much work here to be done. What has the enemy done how could they be so destructive God I need you to help me in this God I need you to walk with me in this God and all of the sudden I don't know if this happens to you but when I'm praying asking God all of the sudden I get a flood of ideas God begins to flood my mind and he begins to not only give me ideas but he brings people to my mind and I'm saying and I'm walking with Nehemiah and I can imagine Nehemiah saying well could do this right and merrimoth can do this and his family can do this and he begins to set out a plan what can be saved what can be restored who can help chapter 2 of verse 17 says you see I came down to them and said, you see the trouble we're in? Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned down with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. And not only did he share this with people, but he also shared with them. Let me tell you what God told me. Let me tell you how he opened doors for me. Confirming that he wasn't just a person there with ideas. He's confirming that God was on his side. When God is on your side, when God confirms things to you and you're saying it to people, the people will say, yes, amen, amen. They come in agreement with you. Nehemiah, the people came in agreement with him and they said, yes, let's go. Let's rebuild the wall. I want to tell you that Nehemiah knew, yeah, the work was big, but I can't do it alone. I know I got God by my side and you need to realize you can't rebuild what God is trying to show you alone. There is, I read in a book somewhere and it says, when God sent out the disciples, they went out to by two. Never alone. And, uh, one of my favorite books that I'm reading, it's, uh, called, um, the Reflections of the Christian Leadership. I might damage his name here. His name is Henry J.M. Nowen. And he says in his book, I have found over and over again. Amen. He says how hard it is to truly be faithful to Jesus when I am alone. He says, I need my brothers and sisters. I need people to pray with me about the spiritual task I hand. I need them to challenge me to stay pure in mind, heart and body. That's what he says. Nehemiah knew I need people. I want to tell you today what has the enemy. I'm going to ask this. This is what the Lord put in my heart. What is so damaged that you feel that you can't share it with anyone? That you can't relate this with anyone? I ask this because, you know, and I'm a, I'm, I could witness to this. I've been afraid at times, Right? what others might think you don't want anybody to know this person that stands before you is all that you want them to see you don't want them to see the brokenness you don't want them to see the ruins you don't want them to see the destruction that is happening why you weren't made to deal with things alone God didn't create Adam. He created Adam and Eve. Right? Amen? Right? The enemy would have you think, it's better for you not to share this. Go through this alone. People will judge you. Don't go to the church. Don't tell your pastor. Don't tell your leader. Don't tell your friends. Brush it off. Mm -mm. Nehemiah didn't do it don't you do it Call to your brothers and your sisters. Tell them, listen, listen, let me tell you what I see. Let me tell you what I'm going through. Let me tell you how the enemy is trying to destroy me and my family. Let me tell you how the enemy is trying to destroy my home, my ministry, my job. Let me tell you, will you pray with me? Will you join me in prayer? Will you intercede for my children? Will you intercede for this situation with me? Can you partner with me and Help me rebuild. God will give you what you need. Go ahead. That's okay. Give it to God this morning. You don't need to face it alone. Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, God does not want us to stay in a damaged state. He is ready to make us what? Make us new. God is, Philippians 1, 6 says, God is taking us from what church? From glory to glory to glory to glory. Let us rebuild together. Let people join you in prayer. Don't be afraid to share. Say, God, I need some people by me, God. I can't do this. I'm assessing this damage, Lord. Can you send me people to surround me in prayer, God? And he will do it. I can witness to that. As I walked in this morning, I told the Lord, Lord, I need you to back me up in this. And in comes my sister Miriam and says to me with her beautiful smile and her giggly self, you know, I was dreaming about you and I was like, why is this girl on my mind so much, Lord? Why do you have her in my mind? Well, you know what? I'm going to get up and pray for her. And she's smiling today and I thank God for her because why God will give you what you need to handle your assignment. God is going to help you rebuild. There are people by your side. Amen. Who God has put by your side, let them remain with you. Praise God. Matthew 18 says, again, I truly tell you that if two of you on earth agree how many how many how many you don't need to stand up here and tell the congregation two you and somebody else two I'm not saying that three or four is bad don't get me wrong but if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in his name, he says, there I will be. Come on and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, because he's giving us what we need. So remember, what's the first step? Make your requests known to God. What is God revealing to you? What is he showing you? What assignment has he handed you? Go in prayer first. Watch God hand you what you need in order to rebuild. Send you along with people to get that rebuilding started. And my last point today is when you're handling the assignment, God is gonna give you what you need. He's gonna enable you to recognize the schemes of the enemy. How many moms we have in this house? Hmm. How many times has your child come to you in a certain mannerism, and right away you know what you want? What you're trying to get out of me? Right? There's certain little keywords, certain mannerisms they do, right? People are astute, right? And I'm not saying this is only for moms, right? As a teacher, I know my students well by this time. And I know when they've done something wrong and they're trying, Ms. Torres, what did you do? Right? high-pitched voice, low-pitched voice, coming with your face down to the ground. You know these things. You're able to identify them. God is going to give you that same skill. You need to start identifying when the Satan is trying to get in your way. Because just as Nehemiah did, right? From the inception of this rebuilding project, Nehemiah, was being attacked left and right. There were people who did not want this project to go forward. There were people who were calling him crazy. There were people who were saying, well, we don't want this. We don't need this. But there was a specific a group of three. Right? Samballad, uh, Tobiah, and Geshem. These three men terrorized Nehemiah. They terrorized him. Not only were they against him, but they began to whisper in the ears of others, planting seeds of hate, planting seeds of lies, saying, yo, look at this crazy Jew. What does he think he's doing? Do you know how long it took that wall to get built? They can't do this. They might as well give up. It's not possible. They're not going to complete this project. Let it go. Leave it as it is. We're fine. But why did they do that? Because these three were enjoying the holes in the walls. They were able to come in and out of the city, take, steal, Whatever they wanted. They were able to go in and out. However they wanted. Whenever they wanted. Terrorize the people and out they went. Steal from the people and out they went. Cause chaos and destruction and out they went. When there are holes in your situation. When the enemy is trying to destroy you. It gives way to, the, to them to go in and out. They begin to steal from you. They want to steal your joy. They want to steal and insert doubt in you. They want to steal from your home, your joy. They want to steal from the ministry. They want to steal from your marriage. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Nehemiah was still. He was real calm. We need to learn from this, people. We can't be people who move on emotion, especially us Latino with all due respect. We are very quick. We are emotional people. Don't mess with my kids and we're real quick. Step back. Let God show you the plan. Step back. It's the enemy. It's the enemy. Identify the schemes of the enemy. Using people that never even said a word from you before, and now they're all in your face saying, what are you doing? Using people that are very close to you. I want to speak to all of you. I want you to be very careful the thoughts that are in your mind. When you get a thought about something, about someone, be careful. Be careful that before you speak, know if it's from God or if it's from the enemy. Don't let Satan use you. Don't let the enemy start putting things in your head to cause division. Be careful. When you get thoughts in your head, pray, 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 pray. God, is this you? Is this you? Don't be a tool of terror. Don't be a tool of division. Be a tool that will help rebuild. Be a tool that will join in prayer. See, Nehemiah. He just, this group just kept terrorizing him again and again and again and again. And every time they came, he had the same answer for them all the time. He said to them, listen, I don't have no time to come down to talk to you. I'm doing God's work here. You can read it in chapter six. He goes in chapter five. He goes, I don't have no time. The enemy will try to interfere what God is trying to do in your life. Right? And you say, listen, I don't have time for you. He says, I'm carrying on a great project. I can't go down and entertain you. I cannot stop the work. Nehemiah was too busy. I want to encourage you today when the enemy comes on your way. Listen, Satan, I have no time for you. I have no time for your schemes. I have no time for your games. But if you're not prayed up, you won't be able to identify these schemes. If you're doing it alone, The enemy will keep pinching at you and keep chiseling at your wall and keep hammering and keep hammering and keep hammering. And because in our humanness, we are weak, we may fall. But if you're not alone, you're not alone. And you say, God, where are my intercessors? Where are the people that you sent me? Wait, wait, wait. Listen, the enemy is bothering me about this. I don't know what to do, but I know I got you guys. Will you help me pray? Recognize the schemes of the enemy. You know, the enemy is trying to discourage you daily. He's trying to stop the assignment God has given you. But I want you to know. And I want you to be strong. Do as Nehemiah did. Tell the devil, nope. I have no time for you. No, I will not stop God's work. No, I will not come down. Isaiah 54 says... 5417, come on, you know this church, no weapon formed against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. Matthew 16 says, on this rock I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. We win church. We win with God on our side. God does the work and we win. The enemy is under our feet. The victory is yours. So rejoice. Rejoice in God. Hallelujah. We win. Hallelujah. He's telling you make your request to me. Hallelujah. I will give you what you need to rebuild says the Lord and I will prepare you to recognize when the enemy is trying to destroy the purpose that I have for your life. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory to God. It's time, church. It's time. It's time for you to open your heart. It's time for you to hear the word of the Lord. It's time. It's time because God is trusting you with a lot. God has handed you with things and you're, you're, you're holding it in your hand. You're not putting your hands to the plow. You haven't made your request known to God. You're not trusting him to rebuild. You're not trusting him. But God is saying, come, come, let me help you. Come trust me trust me i called you out for such a time as this i will be there with you says the lord i will send you provision i will send you the help stop letting the enemy in don't no longer let the enemy destroy your walls stand up and make your request known to me Will you stand with me this morning? Hey, hallelujah. Lord, let your name be glorified. Have you made your request to God? What ruins are you in the middle of? I want every eye closed in this house right now in the name of Jesus. God is speaking to you. What ruins stand before you? What has the enemy destroyed? Has the enemy restored, destroyed it? Have you made your request to God? Have you brought it before the Lord? How are you handling this assignment? Enough, says the Lord. The Bible says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the power of this dark world. Against spiritual forces of evil. Those things that try to bring you down things that remind you of your past and now it's trickling into your home and now it's trickling into your marriage and now it's trickling into your ministry and now it's trickling into your job place and now it's trickling into relationships that you have with others don't allow it anymore God, help me rebuild what the enemy has broken. Help me rebuild what the enemy has destroyed. I cannot do this without you, God. I see the destruction. I see the hurt. I see the division, God. I can't allow it anymore. Help me to rebuild send me people God help me to recognize the schemes of the enemy oh God this is you today I want to let you know that we're here today for you no judgment here no can I get an amen from the church no judgment here We want to pray with you, but your first step needs to be make your request right here in this altar. Make your request known to God. God forgive me. God I try to do this on my own and again and again and again I failed. I'm going to bring my request. I'm going to verbalize what I need you to do God. And if you're here today and you're visiting us and you haven't made that step of faith to Jesus, I want to encourage you today. Make your request to Jesus. Don't allow the enemy to tear you down anymore. God. here to restore don't allow him to take place in your heart anymore don't allow him to take place in your home anymore don't allow him into your relationships anymore say I'm done I need Jesus in my life I'm here to make my request we're here to make our request we will pray with you God is in this place. Remember, make your request known to God. He will help you to rebuild. And he will equip you to identify those schemes of the enemy. He will empower you he will walk with you his plan will come to fruition because it's not your plan it's not your own assignment God is using you for a greater purpose let the name of the Lord be glorified the altar is open as the worship team ministers I encourage you come Make your request known to God. God bless you all. You call me out upon the water. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this sermon. We pray it blesses and encourages your life.